Hi there and welcome to this video for Senior Physics on Nuclear Physics. In this um, video we're going to explore the idea of nuclear power. Now here obviously we can see um, a photo of the um, Opal reactor down in Sydney. And you can see that basically it's a large tank which has got um, water surrounding it. But what actually happens inside a nuclear power station? What is what's actually going on? Well, we know that nuclear decay is going to occur when um, an unstable nucleus is going to break down. And we know that the product which is often generated either can be useful, but also what it can produce is enough energy which is going to allow us to convert that into um, some form of electricity. And a lot of nuclear power stations which are used for power will be using that process of using the energy to convert it into electricity. But how does it do that? Okay, so that's what we're going to explore today. Now we know that we've got our um, nuclear equations which are going to be generated and that can tell us what's going on. We then can work out the amount of energy which is generated from each transmutation which we discussed in the previous video. That transmutation is that change from one element into another element, looking at the mass defect and determining the amount of energy which is going to be created. We then need to be able to control that type of energy in a specific way. Now often there are particles which are going to be generated in this, in, when we're looking at uranium. These are things like neutrons. Those neutrons will hit into another atom and as a result produce a chain reaction. We need to control those neutrons or we need to channel those neutrons if we want them to actually hit other particles, high energy particles to make new elements. So, in this video, what we're going to do is try and explore how nuclear power can be utilized in the process of generating electricity. So, here's a very, very simple um, reactor, which has just been um, taken from a textbook. And what you'll notice here, though, is on the left-hand side, in a very, very concrete, heavy concrete contained vessel, we've got our control rods. Now, we've got control rods and we've got our reactor vessel. Now, that's basically made up of our fuel rods. Now, our fuel, rod, fuel rods will basically contain our fissile material. That's the material that's going to break down. For example, uranium. So, uranium is bombarded with neutrons. And we saw that in the previous video when we were looking at that fission reaction. So, neutrons are going to be generated. The control rods can be lowered or raised to actually increase or decrease the number of neutrons which are going to be hitting those that uranium. As a result, for every neutron which hits that uranium atom, energy is going to be created. So if we decrease the number of neutrons, we're going to get less energy. Obviously, if we increase the number of neutrons, we're going to get more energy. Now, that reactor vessel generally is stored within um, heavy, heavy water. That heavy water prevents the energy from those high energy neutrons from getting out and as a result controls the, the whole um, reaction. So what's then generated is that heavy water will also collect all of the energy which is released. Now that energy will come off in the form of heat. So that heated water will basically flow through pipes and then go into the steam generator. So you can see there that we've got that heavy water and if you follow that black arrow at the top, we've got the heavy water which is then going to go through another vessel. That vessel again will be um, in normal water. But remember the heavy water, deuterium, will not, contain, will not mix with the water in the steam generator. What will happen is the pipes will then give off um, heat. That will cause the water in the steam generator to give off steam. 
So as a result, you can see there at 500 degrees C, highly pressurized, we get a huge amount of steam which is generated. That steam will, will flow through pipes and then go into the turbine, which you can see in green there, and then eventually will, that turbine will drive the generator, and that's how the electricity is going to be um, produced. In each case, we need a cooling system, which is going to allow some of that heat to be removed. So you can see that we've got a secondary um, heat exchanger, which literally will be a set of pipes that will run through basically that steam compartment, absorbing all that heat energy, and as a result, taking it off. And that's what you see when you see those big cooling towers which are generated. That's just steam which has been generated from removal of that heat. If we generate too much heat, the result is that we are going to produce, um, you know, things are going to explode and we're going to have a major problem. Pumps will keep cycling that um, water, whether it's the heavy water or the cold water, and as a result, we get this cyclical event. Now we know that there are two types of nuclear power that we can deal with, fission, which is where we split the atom, or fusion. So within those reactor vessels, we're either going to have a fission reaction or we're going to have a fusion reaction. Here's another animation that I put together um, which shows the same thing. So you can see here that we've got a shield which is going to be protected around the outside of the um, containment vessel. That's basically going to be made of very, very thick concrete. Remember concrete, gamma rays can't get through it, so it protects the workers who are basically controlling the whole process. Here are our fuel rods. Those fuel rods basically um, can be put in or removed once the, um, the material has actually been spent. Then what we have is surrounding the outside, we've got our heavy water. Our heavy water will control the amount of energy which is going to be generated by the um, uh, nuclear reaction. It will also control some of those neutrons so that they don't get out. So that, that heavy water will take that water, that the heavy, um, sorry, that energy, and then that would send it to that secondary unit through steam. Now, the blue, the brown, um, units we've got here are our cadmium rods. They will be our absorbers of the neutrons which controls that chain reaction. Then we've got our coolant as you can see here flows in through one side, throws out through the other. As it flows out it will generate steam. That steam will then drive those turbines. The turbines push the magnet within the coil and as a result you can generate electricity through that turbine. If you want to find out any information about that check out my electricity and electromagnetism iTunes U course and uh, that will explain that whole process behind how we can convert magnetism into electricity. So that predominantly is how the nuclear reactor works. So what do we know about fission? Well basically we need a fuel. We need to have something which is going to be unstable and break down and in most cases we're going to be using uranium-235. The real problem with uranium-235 is that in nature most of it exists in the form of 238. So we have to do something which is called enriching. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, later on. So we need about 5% unstable uranium, which is then going to break down quite quickly and give us a really good yield of energy. We then need our moderator and control rods, which absorb excess um, neutrons. We need our coolant. Um, in this case, it's a deuterium nucleus or heavy water. So we've got new, um, hydrogen with an extra neutron, which is added to that water. What that will do is take that um, excess heat away. It also allows those neutrons to be stored within, so they're not going to be getting out into the um, environment. So 
because um, it's got an extra neutron, it can't absorb anymore, so it contains those, those neutrons. Remember the cadmium rods, which we'll talk about in a second, they'll do the, the absorbing. So that deuterium water um, causes those, that, that energy to be accepted. It heats up. As it heats up through the pipes, it will then go through an exchanger where it will give that heat off to a secondary steam room, which will cause that, that water to convert into steam, and then we, we move through. Shielding basically allows us to um, protect the human beings. That's all to do with the um, concrete on the outside. And then we've got something called fast breeders. Now, fast breeders use um, PU239, and this is mixed with um, uranium. And just basically what it does, um, we've got really, really fast neutrons which are going to be released. As those neutrons are released, we're going to get more reaction. So we get a huge amount of energy which is um, produced very, very quickly, which is great, but again, you've got to control what's going on there. Now, let's go back to that enriched uranium. Um, as I say, this is the fuel used in nuclear reactors. Um, and as a result, you need to understand that it's got more 235 rather than the uranium 238, which is more stable. Now, basically, um, naturally, we've only got 0.7% um, 235. Um, and if you want to produce weapons-grade uranium, you need 90% of your fissile material going to be 235. Now, this was the problem with the Manhattan Project, that they couldn't get enough 235 in order to put into the nuclear bomb. That's why it took such a long time in order for it to be produced, because it's very, very rare. You know, 0.7% of our naturally occurring uranium is in the form of 235. So we need to mix our 238 with our 235 to make it viable so that it's going to break down nicely. Now, in the Opal reactor in Sydney, the, um, the fuel rods basically are 238 with 19.5% 235, so it's going to be break down quite nicely. Okay, well, that basically explains how a nuclear reactor works. I hope that's been useful to you, and uh, we're going to talk a bit more about nuclear power in the next videos coming up. So thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you again. Bye for now.